Yo, 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 guys. How's everyone doing today? Hope you guys are doing good. Um, my guest today is actually living in the UK right now. So we have about a six to seven hour time difference. Um, we will be doing this call via Facebook call. So the other calls have been pretty good with Facebook. So I'm hoping for the same thing today. Her name is Blessing Okoro. So yeah, she's she moved to the UK during the global pandemic. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say about that and um, how she managed to do that. And she is also a freelance web designer. So um, yeah, I'm excited to ask her questions. So let's give her a call. Hi, how's it going? Hello, good, how are you? Good! Sunday. Yes, you too! Um, how's the UK treating you? Um, really well, um, other than the lockdown, obviously. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are in a really strict lockdown in the UK till June, unfortunately. Wow, really? Oh my god. Yeah, no travel, no nothing, nothing's open till at least like May. Things start to open up, and then June, the official lockdown ends. Wow. That's crazy that they, like, did it for months at a time like that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We've been on lockdown since before Christmas, so it's crazy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, do you maybe want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. Why not? Uh, My name is Blessing. I am 25. Um, I am a website developer. I actually work from home. Um, I've been working from home for about two years. Um, I am really passionate about traveling, um, about my work, and about my family. Um, I am not very good at, like, introducing myself, but (laughs) (laughs) the only thing else I can think of is uh, I am single. I am a Leo. And I think that's it, really. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I love it. Um, so you're originally from Ottawa, Canada, right? That's correct. Okay. Um, I've been in Ottawa for about 12 years, and I recently made the decision to move to the UK to be with my family, who most of them are in UK and, and Europe. And the only one in Canada would be my immediate family so my mom and my little brother okay okay um so when did you decide to move to the uk i've been thinking about it for a long time but i officially decided um in the new year so i would say january january this year i decided that it's official um i will be coming back to canada maybe in the summertime just to bring the rest of my belongings um but i did decide that it's going to be, like, a permanent move. Wow. And you, of course, decided in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, I love yes, it. Yes, for sure. Um, it's a bit of a struggle because um, I don't have, like, official uh, citizenship or visa, really. I'm here on visiting visa from Canada. 
um, with the Canadian passport, you get six months in the UK, and then you have to leave and return to renew your visa, basically. <laughs> and obviously, I decided I'm going to move in the middle of a pandemic with a travel ban in the UK. So <laughs> now I'm thinking, oh my God, because I had plans to just like travel to Europe somewhere and come back and that would be it. I would get another six months because as long as you leave and come back, you're good. But at this moment, there's a travel ban. The only place you can go is your original country. So um, my visiting visa expires like June 23 and the lockdown ends June 21 so I have like two days to leave the country and come back oh my god so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shit show because <laughs> I would have just like traveled in May or something you know go to France or like Spain somewhere close by and just return but now the only way I can do that is to go back to Canada which is a lot longer it's a long journey and it makes no sense to do that and come back you know I would have just like gone like Paris is like two hours by train from London um so that was my plan and that plan is no longer gonna work for me so my only option is go back to Canada and come back or wait till the lockdown is done travel somewhere close by that's outside the UK then come back for another six months um visiting visa and that's just how I can do it until I have like an official visa, like a work permit or citizenship, which it's not hard. It's not easy to get for the UK. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really stressful. Oh my god. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely stressful. Definitely the wrong time um, to make that decision. I really, I did not expect them to lock us up for six months basically more than six months december till june um literally you can't go anywhere there's no traveling for holiday unless you have a real reason to leave and the real reason is like health problems you're going back to take care of a family member you're going for work none of those reasons apply to me i'm just going to go you know so mm. the only way i'm allowed to travel is if i'm returning to canada right now i can't go anywhere else Oh shit! So, that's that's the dilemma here. Is hoping that when June comes around, the travel ban is also lifted, because they haven't even said that. They haven't even said when lockdown ends, everything goes back to normal, or if it's just gonna be like a everything opens, but there's still restrictions. So, if that's the case, I will have no choice but to return to Canada and come back. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but I'm hoping that when the lockdown ends, everything goes back to normal, and then holidays are back open. That then I would just it would just be like a weekend trip, mm -hmm. and go and come back. I wouldn't have to spend thousand dollars to uh, <laughs> travel from London to Canada and come back. Because I actually looked up the ticket pricing right now to go to Canada right at this moment. It's about fifteen hundred dollars oh on Expedia. <laughs> I spent like four hundred bucks to get here. <laughs> Oh, shit. The prices have been hiked up since COVID, and I'm just hoping that when lockdown ends, I don't have to come to Canada. Like, I could just go to Europe, but we shall see. So, shall see. did this lockdown, like, your lockdown start with when um, those UK variant COVID cases came about? 
Or is this just like yes. a regular yes. lockdown? Okay. Yeah, this came up about December when the variants were announced. And like, I was actually so nervous because I hadn't left Canada yet. And I was so nervous that they would like not allow me to travel to London. Mm. And everybody kept sending me the articles about it like, oh, lockdown and like um, Canada banning flights from the UK to Canada. And it didn't say anything about UK, um, flights to the UK. It said that flights were, like, they were not allowing any flights to come into Canada from the UK. Mm-hmm. I remember Josie sent me that that article, and I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to not let me travel. I was so <laughs> nervous. Even when I got to the airport, I was asking, like, because I had a layover in Toronto for about six hours. So I get to the Ottawa airport. I get to my gate, and I'm like, um can you please check that the <laughs> flight to London is not canceled because I don't want to go to Toronto, be stuck there for six hours and have to turn back. Like, tell me now yeah. if I can go to London or not. And they're like, don't worry. So far it hasn't been canceled, but like we can't promise anything. And I'm just like in Toronto, longest layover of my life. So nervous that they're going to announce any minute that Canada <laughs> is not letting people travel to the UK. And I was just like, spraying like I did not know what to do with my emotions I was so nervous nervous wreck but thank god (laughs) thank god the flight was not canceled and I could actually enter the UK because I don't know what I would have done I would have most likely just like cried about it because I wanted to come here so bad yeah um this is my total happy place and I just am so much happier when I'm here and every time I have to return to Canada, it's always emotional for me. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm an adult. Um, I don't need to go be in Canada. I work from anywhere I am. Um, and I'm happier in the UK. So I'm not coming back. Even if, even though I didn't have any actual plans, like I didn't check for like the law stuff. <laughs> like I don't, like I'm, you know, it's, you can't just, like, pack up and move to another country. You should do your research, find out about healthcare, blah, blah, blah. I just woke up one day, and I was like, I'm moving to the UK. <laughs> I love that like, for I you. <laughs> I didn't even look and see, like, okay, can you even move to the UK? Can, do you need visa? Do you need this? Do you need that? I did all that stuff after. Like, right a few months ago or a few weeks ago, I was trying to see how I can get, like, a work visa. Maybe I can find like a nice job here that would sponsor me because it seems as if in the UK it's either a work visa um, or it's citizenship citizenship it's usually like you were born here or you have a mom or a dad that was born here or you marry into it so it's not easy to migrate from somewhere else which is really difficult it's either a work visa student visa or or citizenship which is either family or marriage so, I don't even know if I'll ever really be a UK citizenship. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day I'll find a job to sponsor me. Maybe one day I'll find a British man to marry me. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. You know, it's just like I'm, I'm a foreigner. I just have to go and come back every six months. And I'm using it as an excuse to travel. So, I'm looking at it that way. Like, every six months you get to travel to a cool country and come back. Yeah. So, that's how I'm seeing it. Um, it was definitely quite irresponsible 
<laughs> for me to just like <laughs> decide I'm moving to the UK, middle of a global pandemic, no plans, no nothing. I just got here and decided I'm not going back. So it was definitely <laughs> just weird and strange. And like my family is just like, okay, like you're just that that's it. You're just refusing to go back to your country. Like <laughs> like what is this? Um but yeah, but I'm actually really excited. Um I've been house hunting for the perfect like classy, chic house. Um because I'm currently staying with family, staying with my aunt. Okay. Um, but since I decided to move, I don't want to live with family forever, you know. I want to, you know, spread my wings and, like, run around the UK, be free. Um, don't have to, like, announce every time I want to go somewhere and they'll be like, why do you want to, why do you have to leave the house? You know, like, my family is very attached to me. Like, they always want to be in my business you know I don't know if your family's like that I'll <laughs> yep. be like I want to travel to Paris I'll be like why like what's in Paris what are you looking for in Paris like sit home you know um and <laughs> so like I want to find my own place and just run around be free do all the things I want to do mark check off all the lists all the things on my bucket list um accomplish as much as I can before I'm 30 and getting like knocked up or something I want to do it all before my um, adulting begins. Although I'm an adult, but I feel like I'm living my best life right now, uh, 25, trying to accomplish everything I want to do, stamp my passport as much as possible, and then my life will begin. So whether that's buying a house or getting married and having children, I don't know, but I feel as if I have three to five years before I have to get serious and like become a boring adult, you know. Mm-hmm, so for sure. I want to just be free. So I've been looking for the perfect house. Um, I might end up not even staying in London. I might find a different city to live in in the UK. I've been looking at Manchester. Really fun, full of young people. London is like all about the royals and politics. Um, it's noisy, it's loud, it's very expensive. It's like the Toronto of the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to rent a tiny little studio in Toronto, they're asking for $3,000. That's how it is in, the London, in London. So I might not settle in London, but I'm definitely settling somewhere in the UK. I've looked at Manchester, Birmingham. Just like a few hours outside of London because it's more, much more affordable to live there. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited to get my life started in the UK for sure. I've even started dating. Oh my god! I don't know. Do you know about the app Clubhouse? No, I don't. Okay, so Clubhouse is like it's a brand new app and it's like really exclusive, invite only. You can only get on the app if somebody else who's on there invites you. And I have invites if you want to join. Um, but basically, it's, um, it's a social media app that's all about uh, the voice. Like, it's not about typing like Instagram. It's not about posting pictures like Instagram, nor is it like typing like Facebook. It's about talking. So it's called Clubhouse, and you have different clubs you can join. And those clubs have, like, events or, like, rooms um and 
physically want to enter a room, you have people who are like talking, like on stage. You can request to come on stage and you can talk. So it's like a giant group call. Um, if you don't, there's no video, it's just voice, and you just meet people, you talk about different topics, you join different clubs, and it's just like a really fun place. Um, you don't have to type anything, you just, they have topics, you, you come up, you talk about whatever is happening in the group, you can create your own club, um, so it's like a really, really nice, exclusive app. Um, <laughs> So on this app, I've been talking to a bunch of people, like I've been meeting people, um, people that I already feel like are my BFFs, like um, we're really excited to meet up after lockdown. Um, few of them in London, Manchester, even Nigeria, many in Canada, like it's a, it's a worldwide app, but it's really, really exclusive. You can't just sign up, like you can download the app and you have to stay on the wait list until they open up or you find someone who's on there already to invite you wow um, that so actually sounds app, so fun <laughs> it's some i've been literally there every day since i downloaded it every day every day and now i'm part of and now i like run a club with my friends that i've never met like we just talk and you just get to know people and now we're like all meeting up as soon as lockdown is over Anyways, so one day I'm on Clubhouse with my friends, and I'm complaining about this guy I'm talking to <laughs> that's long distance. I'm complaining. I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired of talking to him. Like, I don't feel like he's on my level because, you know, um, I make a lot of money. I'm a developer, and I just want someone who makes money too because he was like a, like a mechanic. And I was just like, I was feeling really bad because I didn't want to be shallow, but like, I was also feeling as if he wasn't good enough for me. And, and my friends were like, oh my gosh, you definitely need someone on the same level as you. Like, it's not, there's nothing wrong with only dating people who make as much money as you. Um, and I was feeling really guilty about it. So they started to ask whenever a new guy comes in the room, they start asking him, they're like, Hi, how are you? Uh, where do you work? How much money do you make? Like, it was a joke at first. <laughs> like, they were just trying to embarrass me, basically. And every time a guy comes in, they would, like, grill him <laughs> and try to, like, love island me. Like, like just, like, hook me up. Um, so one day, they're doing that, and then this really cute guy hops in the room, and they ask him, question number one, he passes. Question number two, he passes. Like, all of a sudden, they're literally asking him all these questions that, that are on my list. Like, he needs to be um, he needs to be my age, he needs to be black, he needs to be tall, he needs to be this. So they're asking him all these questions. And he's just, like, matching perfectly to my personality. Like, they're like, what do you want? He's like, oh, I'm in IT. I'm a web developer. It's perfect. And they ask him how tall are you. He's like, I'm 5'7". I'm 5'7". Um, how old are you? He's 25. I'm 25. We're five days apart. Like, he was born the 20th. I was born the 25th of July. And, like, I know it's sort of as a joke, but, like, they literally find me my dream guy on this call. And we've been speaking, like, every day, like, three, four hours a day ever since. Oh, my and, God. And we've been practically dating for, like, a month. And as soon as... um the lockdown ends he's gonna come to london because he's 
in Preston for school, which is like near Manchester, a few hours away from where I am. And like now, as soon as lockdown ends, we're gonna like go on our first date and everything. But like, like my point is, ever since I got here, things are falling into place for me. Like I'm, I found a group of people that I truly connect with and think of as my sisters and brothers. Like we have our own group chat. We like hang out all the time. And now, a potential mate. <laughs> that sounds so gross. But <laughs> a potential you know a potential partner and it's just so exciting and I just don't I've been in Canada forever and I was struggling to find my people to find a good person and things just it just feels as if this is the place for me that's truly how it feels for sure so I'm just like a lot happier here I'm so happy for you that sounds amazing that like everything is falling into place and like you're truly enjoying England I actually visited um the UK I went to London in high school for about like three or four days during like a school trip and I absolutely loved it like that country was my favorite part of the trip everyone there is so nice and just one thing that I wish that we would have done that we didn't was check out um like this Harry Potter place because I'm such a Harry Potter fan so it's like on my list to go back to (laughs) the UK one day just to go do like all the Harry Potter stuff you know (laughs) oh my god let me know if you're ever in town and I'll totally come with you (laughs) I've seen like one Harry Potter movie but I can't enjoy it anyway I can't find a place to watch all of them because they're so like, Netflix has, like, four and five, and Prime mm-hmm. has, like, two and three. Like, there's no place with all of them. So I've always wanted to, like, really sit down and, like, watch it all, but I just haven't found the place to do it. So if you're ever in town, I'll definitely, like, pull up, and we'll go and enjoy <laughs> Harry Potter stuff together. Yes. Sure. Do you have the DVDs, or are you just, like, a streamer of it? Um, How big of a fan are you? I believe I do have the DVDs back home, but... um. You can definitely stream. You're you're literally in London. Everyone there watches Harry Potter. All you have to do Apparently. is ask one of your friends. <laughs> Apparently, it's a really big thing in the UK. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you're looking for cute handmade jewelry, check out Neon Apparel. They are a clothing and jewelry brand based in Calgary, Alberta. They ship worldwide and can also do custom pieces. So if you're looking to shop their collection, check out their Instagram or their website at neon.ca. José Lavois is a graphic designer and small YouTuber. If you ever need any creative services done or just want to support her work, check out her website, heyjose.com, or her Instagram, at heyjose. Okay, but wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um... I'm sure you've watched um, Megan and Harry's interview about yes. everything, the royal family, all the tea. I watched it last week, like a couple days after it came out. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, I'm not a true British, but um, I'm definitely team Megan and Harry. Um, I feel like that royal family... Somebody there is definitely 100% like evil and racist. I cannot mm. believe that they were really discussing Archie's skin color. That is so ridiculous. Um, I have my theory that 
it's the queen's husband okay who said those things because harry had said that their his grandmother was really lovely to them and like accepted them and was nice and all of that and megan said the same so we know it's not the queen but it's definitely somebody close to the queen Mm -hmm. so my theory is that it's either harry's father or his grandfather um i don't really know where they're gonna go from here like I just hope that nobody touches Megan <laughs> because yeah. honestly, Harry's safe. They're not going to hurt their own grandson, but Megan can definitely get Diana real quick. Like somebody needs to be watching her two, four, seven. Cause mm-hmm. I just, I feel like she's definitely in danger. Yeah, I agree. Well, the, because I did not even think she would, or I mean, she didn't even really expose much, but Harry was very vocal. Because she was very protective of the family. She didn't want to say names. And Harry was like, my father this and my father that, you know. Um, and I just wasn't expecting all that tea to be spilled. I thought they would come on and <laughs> yeah. give us a couple crumbs here and there. But they really spilled all the tea. And I'm so shocked. See, when Super I was shocked. like, when I was listening to it, my theory about like the the racist person was either um his dad Charles or his brother mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. Megan said when Megan said this would be very damaging to them like if they're the future king like imagine that came out that their future king is a racist like that would be so like what she said very um, damaging to them and the monarchy it, would probably it would be die damaging. It would be damaging. I don't think so. To be honest, the UK, very racist country. If it comes out that it was William, he would be protected. Nobody would even bat an eye. America would be furious. So would be Canada. We would all be like, oh my God, a racist king. But the UK would be like, like this is, to them, their bloodline is so pure. Mm -hmm. The fact that Meghan even came in was a miracle and if she had been dark skinned that would have been a no-go like she came in half white that's the only reason she even made it this far the rate the fam- the royal family cares so much about their bloodline which is why they tried to remove his titles archie because they didn't want him in their bloodline they wanted to just pretend he wasn't a royal at all by not giving him a title not giving him security like what what grandson of a king doesn't get a title mm-hmm. like William's children gets titles um, they were saying they wanted to change how things were change the rules just for Archie so I I don't think that even if it was William who said those words the UK would get over it really quickly they might there might be like a few articles about it for a couple of days but in the end it would not be damaging at all if it was William because he's their king, they would 100% back him up, and there are not enough people to speak up against racism in the UK. Mm. If this had been in Canada, there would be a huge protest, there probably would have been riots and stuff. Nobody cares in the UK, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, they pretend to care. It might be on BBC for a couple of days, 
but in the end it would go back to normal they are just very colorist and racist in this country they do not care at all wow they really don't i didn't even know that I thought they were a very like progressive country, but <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. They're they're literally the colonizers. When people say colonize, they're talking about England, the British. Mm-hmm. So they are the head of the snake. Like literally racism starts there. So you like telling me that oh we don't see color, like, they put, like, out a letter or some bullshit, oh, we don't see color, and we weren't aware of this happening, we're gonna investigate, like, how are you not aware of this was happening, I, it doesn't add up, we don't see color, you, you saw color when you were talking about a potential future king, I know that Archie is, like, eighth in line, and it's, like, a lot of people would have to die for him to be king, but he still has, he's still a part of the bloodline, and you talked about color you talked about the color of his skin so you do see color you try to you try to remove him from the bloodline by not giving him a title not giving him security but yet you were upset because Megan didn't want to stand outside the hospital and take a picture which is um, a tradition that they do with the royal grandkids but if you're not giving him a, a title then he's not a royal grandkid he's just a regular guy so why do you want a picture that's mm-hmm. basically what Megan said um, you can't have it both ways. You can't say you're not giving him a title, but still want the tradition to happen. Is it tradition or is it not? It's tradition that a, a baby born into the royal bloodline gets a title, gets security, but you want to change that rule because he has little tiny black in him. But then you still want Meghan and Harry to roll over backwards to follow your tradition. They wanted it both ways and that's basically what Megan was saying is that you can't have it both ways you can't disrespect me not give my child security after all the backlash that we're going through after you you don't defend us in the media you let lies go on you literally have people who are threatening to kill Megan and then you don't give them security so you're throwing them to the wolves people know where she lives which is how why they had to flee. They literally had to flee to the U.S. How can you not give them security? Like, people literally know where, where they live. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing, it's just blatant racism. Like, there's no way to, to sugarcoat it. There's definitely racism. And the family trying to pretend that they didn't know about it is just a bunch of lies. A bunch of lies. Interesting. So, if it had been William who said that about him, about Archie's skin color, black people would be upset, but the British people wouldn't care, and they outweigh us. So it would, people would be moving on from the story a week or two later. I don't think it would have really destroyed them. And I just, I don't know if I think William is racist. I don't know enough about him to say that. So I can't. But Charles. Yeah. With the bullshit he was pulling with Diana, he's somebody who would say some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can swear on here. Yeah, but you can. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's somebody that would say some bullshit like that, talking about the skin color. Like, this baby is, um, like, ugh, what did you think he was going to look like? Megan's black. 
let's start there. What did you think the baby was going to look like? Obviously, there would be some black in him. You knew that before the wedding. So if you had a problem with the color of their children's skin, you should have said something, like maybe try to stop the wedding. Because I'm sure Megan would have been a lot happier if they didn't let her marry Harry than the her being literally so depressed she wanted to kill herself in a castle. I'm sure that she would have been heartbroken if they said, you can't marry Harry. She would have cried for a few months and moved on with her life. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a lot less um, headache and heartache in, in the long run for Megan if they just said, we don't like that you're black. We don't want your, your bloodline mixing with ours, so we can't let you marry Harry. But no, they, they knew she was black and that her babies will be black. They let her marry the prince, and then they just tried to kill her spirit. Let the public talk shit. Let the public threaten her life. Let people in the castle make snide comments about her, talk about her baby's skin, try to remove her name from her own child's birth certificate. Like, they let her marry the prince and then just tortured her. They knew this was going to happen. They knew they were eventually going to have black babies. Like, obviously, if you had a problem, stop the wedding. Don't let the wedding happen. Then just torture her the rest of her life. Like, what's more cruel? Breaking her heart in that moment? Something she would have gotten over if I had another person to marry? I mean, Harry's not the only man in the world. She would have moved on. So that she would have been heartbroken versus being so depressed she wanted to kill herself so they just they just tortured her and it was all very it was done on purpose for Mm -hmm. sure yeah that's how i feel i feel like they planned to just make her so depressed she would kill herself that's how i feel yeah i completely agree just watching it i feel like so many people have different opinions on it and i was reading like comments on facebook and stuff and so many people were like, she's lying, she's still an actress, da 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 no one in the royal family is racist, and it's just like, how are you guys I mean, so, like... <laughs> I do believe she was acting a little bit. I mean, that whole thing wasn't organic, it was definitely planned. Like, she went to Oprah and said, I want to set this castle on fire. She definitely was acting. She br- She knew what she was doing. She definitely came on to expose the royal family and let everybody know what was going on but she tried to still keep some bridges intact which is why she didn't say names Mm -hmm. so yes she was acting because like it, it it was definitely calculated you can't tell me that was all just you know, it, it all just came out while Oprah was asking really specific questions to bring those answers out. Like, it was definitely planned. She's an actress, obviously. Um, I think she definitely had intentions of destroying the family. So the white racist people are right. They should be mad. Um, and they can stay mad. Like, no one cares. Yes, she yes she had plans to destroy the royal family, as she should. So, I mean... People saying, oh, she's lying, oh, she's just saying all these things, she's being diabolical. I think she was being diabolical, I don't think she was lying. She brought the facts, knowing that it would destroy certain things, mm-hmm. and it would hurt certain people. She came on there ready to spill blood, 
she came out there ready to get her revenge on the people who tried to make her kill herself. Like, what would you do? Obviously, that happened to me. I would be on Oprah crying. Like, she didn't even cry. She didn't even, like, she didn't even pull on our heartstrings enough. Mm-hmm. She was very, like, professional, I should say, about it. Like, she just said what happened. She answered questions. She didn't want to say names. Um, if she wanted to, like, guilt trip the country, she could have. She could have been out there crying, oh, my God, I tried to kill myself, and this happened, and she could have been crying and saying everybody's names. But she respects the royal family enough to not do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think she did it very well. She was very calculated. She just gave us the facts. She just she tried to remove the emotion out of it as much as possible. Harry was more emotional than her. He was the one talking about um, his father did this. His, his, you know, they tried to put Megan in the same situation as Diana. He was the one being more aggressive. Megan was very, you know, pulled back a bit. It seems like Harry's the hothead in this relationship. That's how I saw it, really. Well, I'm excited to see this season of The Crown. <laughs> Why? I actually haven't seen that show. Really? Um, I feel like it depicts the royal family pretty good. Like, the acting is very, very good. It The okay. story is really slow. Um, but it is, like, full of, like, the actual drama that happened. I'm, like, two seasons behind. So, like, the last season oh, okay. was, Do like... Do you need Prince- to watch the first season to know what's going on? Uh... Or does the story kind of reset every season? Yeah, so they're doing, like, every two seasons, it's a new queen. So the first two seasons is the queen in, like, her 20s when her father first died and she had to take over. So she's, like, learning, like, her new role and stuff like that. So season three and four are, I don't remember the actress, but she's in, like, her 40s now. And this is where, like, Princess Diana comes in and stuff. I haven't watched that season yet, but apparently it's super good. And I'm assuming... Do I need to watch the first season to understand what's going on? Like, I don't want to watch The Queen in Her 20s. Like, I feel like that would be really boring. I don't think so. I want to (laughs) watch... I want to I want to know where when the tea is being spilled about Diana, for sure. (laughs) That's season four, so yeah, maybe just watch season four. Does the family have anything to do with this crown? Like, who... Does the royal family have anything to do with the crown? Yes, it's like, all about them. No, but do they have any, like, control about the story? Or is oh. the writer just kind of running amok? Like, I want to know if this is being authentic. Like, are the is the royal family pulling strings to, like, hide certain things? No, I don't believe so because they never said anything until the season of Princess Diana came out. And this okay. is where they're like oh that's not depicted right da, 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 da. and they they think oh, they that said something. Okay. yeah yeah so that's why i really want to watch it because they're like really offended by season four. Oh, yeah so uh yeah i'm excited to watch it <laughs> okay um, well i'm definitely gonna watch that for sure <laughs> want to know all about princess diana i've seen so many documentaries about her life and it's just it's just like man that poor woman like, she left the palace. She moved on. She left you guys alone. You still felt the need to kill her. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like she stayed in the palace and was, like, running her mouth. She literally was dating somebody else, living her life, 
so why did you kill her? I don't understand. Like, what did Diana do? Like, oh, I just don't understand. <laughs> Same thing with Megan. What did Megan do to you? I, she hold, she held her baby bump too much. She ate avocados. Like, what did she do <laughs> yeah. to deserve being so depressed? She wanted to kill herself. I don't understand. It's not like she was even out there saying things that was opposite of what the Bola family, because I know that Diana did things differently. Like she wouldn't want to do things the way that they wanted her. But Megan was doing everything you asked. Like she didn't even like try to change the rules. What did she do so much that you just made her so unhappy? Mm -hmm. I just, I will never understand. And I don't think anybody will ever understand until I feel like the queen and Megan need to like sit at the red table talk and just like yeah. tell us what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> because I agree. I agree. It's just like they need to all sit down in one table and we need to know the story because we're just getting pieces. We're going to be getting Megan's side now. Then the, Meg- the royal family is going to tell us their side, but there's still another side, which is the truth. Mm-hmm. And we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> um,. So I have one final question for you before we finish off this podcast. So do you maybe have any tips or advice for people who want to do the same thing you did and just pack up and leave, move to a different country, or maybe things that you didn't do that you think people should do in regards to moving out of country? Um, I think that... If you're going to pack up and move to a new country, you need to have a plan. Um, because for me, I have people here I can stay with for free. Like, definitely don't do what I did if you don't have the support system. Um, I work from anywhere, so you might not. So you need to you need to have a job in that new place. You need to have plans. You need to have um, you need to know what's go- gonna happen once you get there. So a lot of countries you need a work visa. So before you leave, start applying for jobs that will allow you to go to the immigration and get like papers and stuff. Um, so that's number one, have a plan, have some kind of um, arrangement, su- support system. Um, definitely don't just wake up one day and move. So that's definitely do the opposite of what I did. If you don't have <laughs> the support system and you don't have an awesome job that lets you work from anywhere you want, that would be my advice. Have a plan, um, be organized before you do it yes I think that is great advice (laughs) Um, I actually almost did the same thing you did but within Canada so I decided to move across country to the west coast and um Alberta right yeah from Ontario and um I basically took two months to plan everything to have my um apartment uh set up to have not necessarily a job but to have like Mm -hmm. my route plan to have like what I was going to do with my money how I was going to save up and stuff like that so I planned for like two months before I moved here (laughs) good for you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and just thinking of you though my god pardon what made you move to Alberta it's freezing yeah um Honestly, I just needed a change. I just needed to get away from Ontario for a little bit. I moved um, at the end of July last year. 
So I've been here for around eight months now. I'm moving back okay. to Ontario in a couple months. And then okay. hopefully I'll be doing the East Coast in Canada, uh, depending on COVID, obviously. So Right. Yeah. I'm excited. Do you work from home? Like, how do you move cross-country like that? Um, how does so, that work with work? Yeah, so I got laid off. So I was on oh, CERB. I'm sorry yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I was on CERB for like two months, and then now I'm on EI. So I'm just rocking the EI life <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, just living off that. And yeah, okay. gonna find a job after this okay. summer, I think. Yeah. So where are you gonna settle in the end? East Coast, or will you be back to Ontario to settle down? Uh, probably Ontario. But I am, like, okay. up for anything, so if any opportunities okay. come my way, then I am down for that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure Thank that you. you'll find something awesome and perfect that will let you do all the things you love to do. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for being a part of this podcast with me. Um, I know it's a little inconvenient with the time change and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy the UK. And I really hope you don't have to come back to Canada in June. <laughs> but yeah, I thank hope you... Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Uh, so great to have this conversation. I'm looking forward to listening to it back when it gets out. Um, and wanted to say congratulations the podcast. I've listened to a few episodes and it's definitely awesome. So Aww, good on thank you, you for following your passion. Thank you. Um, so I will definitely be will re, I'll definitely be listening moving forward to all your new episodes. Um, and I'm just really, really excited to have a new friend. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> and I'm excited to come visit you and we're gonna do all the Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> Yes, 100%. On me. <laughs> you have to watch all the movies and read all the books now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm going to start looking for a way. <laughs> so I just wanted to thank Blessing again for doing this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to check out her Instagram, her Instagram is Blessing Okor Zero. So B L E S S. I-N-G-O-K-O-R-0. So thanks for checking out this podcast, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys will check out my podcast in the future. And I hope you guys have a good day. Bye!